Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. And my name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. And welcome back, JR. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Episode two of the new season. I'm still as excited as I was last week. And, you know, I think I've been enjoying the fact that this free-flowing conversation that we've been having has been really good, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it allows us to really dive into multiple things per episode and talk about what's been on our minds recently, which is something that's really fun for me. Yes. And speaking of, about on my mind, uh, I know this might be a little bit random, but I've been kind of going through my head the mentality when it comes to COVID of all things, actually. I got COVID the week of Christmas and just kind of understanding that mentality of, you know, catching it, what you were dealing with throughout the week, the isolation period of not being around family for the holidays so yeah very random but that has been kind of what's been on my mind really that's very interesting i always have had an opinion just because i work in a space where people do not care about it which is very frustrating but i also got covid i'm a part of the club of people that just got oh, welcome. it welcome <laughs> welcome yeah it's so fun but it definitely woke my eyes because i started kind of slacking like i wasn't really as worried as I was in the past. And of course that led to my getting it, I guess, if you will. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so I think it just is a reminder to everyone that, you know, we are so quick to want to like move on from things, but it's a good reminder to like, let yourself know that there are things in the world that are still a problem, whether it's COVID or the million other things that are still happening around the world. I think it's easy to get like, like, refocused on what's going on in our own life but it's definitely been a good reminder for me to like reconnect myself with the world around me and what's bigger than who I am you know right yeah and that's kind of what my mentality was with it too I also have been kind of waiting for things to get better and just kind of being tired of everything that's involved with it and then 
catching it was definitely a different <laughs> mentality uh, of I, I, I just don't want to be sick anymore this this sucks I can't do anything you know thankfully nothing bad happened I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything like that because I, I do have somebody in my life that did go to the hospital and it was kind of touch and go there for a little while so definitely things could change at any moment you never know what could happen but you know very fortunate that both of us didn't have to go through something like that and just you know I think that mentality of wanting to be better, wanting to get better and not having to, to worry about anything like that, especially when you know a lot of people around you who are catching it at the same time, it definitely spread pretty fast because it felt like every day I was getting a test message from somebody saying like, oh, guess what? I, I caught it. I'm like, oh yeah, you too? So yeah. And when it comes to the vaccination and all that stuff, I'm, I'm very considerate of everybody's choice and what it is they want to do. But, you know, I'm very fortunate to have been vaccinated. I think that if I had the booster, I think I would have been a little bit better. But yeah, it just it was kind of a crappy experience. And especially when it came to not being able to go see my family during Christmas, too, was definitely took a toll on my mentals a little bit. And, you know, we're far past that now, but just kind of put things into perspective a little bit of having a little bit more consideration of others, knowing how precious that those moments can really be with others, especially when you don't have that available to you or it's taken away from you by things that are out of your control, which I feel like a lot of people experience that just not COVID specifically, but anything in life is you just never know what's going to happen. Sometimes things are taken away from you that are the norm that you have no control over and kind of how to deal with those types of situations. Yeah. In preparing for these episodes, I have like a list of different things that I have thought about in the past week and different things that I would like to get your opinion on. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about actually that connects directly to this is how having that egocentric and what I mean by that is like, this is my life and I'm the main character kind of mm -hmm. mentality how that can be harmful and in what cases is that beneficial. And I wanted to kind of use some time in the episode today to really deep dive and discuss where it's important to have that mentality and in what ways can going too far into that be harmful to others and how to have a, a really good balance between that. How does that sound? Yeah, this one's a tricky one because I think a lot of my life has been more focused on other people than it has been myself. And part of that mentality for me is just not to be conceited, not right. to be too full of myself, because for me, that's not a very attractive trait. It doesn't help any of the situations that I'm, I'm in or doesn't really add anything to friendships or family relationships, any of that stuff. So for a very long time, it was very hard for me to do things for myself because I always thought that that would be me fueling my ego. For me personally, a lot of therapy, a lot of counseling to kind of understand where I'm at in my life has made me be more accepting of that egocentric mentality of saying okay, it's okay to do things for yourself. It's okay to go after things that are going to help you specifically. But I think a lot of the times it kind of plays hand in hand too. You may be doing things for yourself to better yourself, to get you to a certain place that you want to be in your life, but you're also helping people around you too, because some people see that and they get inspired. They see that and they want to be on that same level. And that's how I kind of feel like with my friends too. I've always been of the mindset of if you win, I win. 
seeing my friends be successful, seeing my friends go after the things they want to do, seeing my friends really lean into their passion helps me drive me too. And I think that that is an okay experience also of just saying, yeah, we all kind of just build each other up. We all have our own identities. We all have our own lives, but it doesn't have to be so geared into your own mind of what it is that I want to do all the, all the time that you can really make it a harmoniously kind of idea of we're all in this together. What's interesting is when I thought of this, I didn't make this connection, but while you were speaking, it reminded me of the id, ego, and super ego psychology theory. And if you're not familiar, because kind of complex, it says that we have three selves, basically. Our ego is how we present ourselves. So how I am right now, how JR is right now, how you are. Your id is the part of you that wants to give in to any urge. So any desire, that's the part of you that is so self-centered, 100% self-centered yourself, everything you want. That's the part of you that's like, get what you want, take what you want. The super ego on the other side of the spectrum is the part of you that is 0% ego. So it's, Mm. we got to follow these rules. We're so considerate of others. How can we help other people? How can we do the right thing? And your life basically in this theory, it talks about how you have to go about balancing the two because you aren't supposed to be one way or the other. You're kind of working on how to do both. And I think that that is a really um, important thing to kind of have in the back of our minds as we're talking today, because a lot of what psychology talks about is where we have like depression and anxiety is where we're struggling to balance Mm. what we want and desire and what we want for other people and expect of us. And so I think that it's interesting to think of how you say that you kind of give in to like not thinking about yourself as much and more other people. The whole reason I wanted to bring up this topic is because I think that in self-love and discovery, the narrative is be yourself. Mm. Do whatever you can to be yourself. Give in to everything that is in yourself. Wear what you want to wear. Act how you want to act. Listen to what you want to listen to. And that's how you be happy. And I've been like a backer of the movement of being your authentic and true self. But I think that there's something to talk about there and how it's misleading to give in to yourself so much that you forget that each one of us is the main character And we forget that we're not the only main character and that literally everyone is the main character. And I think that's a funny thing that's become popularized when literally everyone is because everyone has their own life. Right. I wanted to get where you're at on that particular spectrum of the ego and how do you play into that idea with not only yourself, but with others as well. I think a lot of this trend, I don't want to say trend because I feel like it's just happening, but it's always been happening. But when the pandemic started, when COVID was really at its highest and being kind of stuck within yourself and trying to figure things out for yourself, I think that we could not think about ourselves and having that time finally to just slow down and just think of like, oh, what it is, what is it that I'm doing in my life right now? Does it make me happy? Does it not make me happy? What is it that I really wanted? And I think that when time essentially stopped for everybody, gave us that opportunity to ask those questions that now I feel like we are so focused on doing the things for yourself because we stopped and had that opportunity to to really think about that. So do you feel like that is kind of where all this is starting to stem from was that moment in time? Probably. I think a lot of people like the lockdown in particular quarantine era, I guess, if you will, did two things. One, it allowed people to think about whatever it is that they like 
who they were, what they've not been thinking about, gave themselves the time to lean into the id, quote unquote. And for some people, they never like reconnected with that mentality of like, oh, there's other people that I still have to consider. But I think on the other side of that, a lot of us were like, wow, I need to live my life because at any time this could happen and it, it can stop like it did. And there was things that I remember talking to so many classmates at the time and people were like, I had all these plans. I had all these things that were in the future that were taken away from me. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had to stop planning for the future because I need to remind myself that you never know what's going to happen. And so I think that a lot of people are living in the moment now because of realizing, wow, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And I think... That's so interesting that you bring that up too. Just, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. So why not do the things that you've been wanting to do? Why not see the things you wanted to see, be at the places where you wanted to be? Because yeah, life is short. Life, as far as time goes, moves on pretty quickly. It was just two years ago we were in quarantine to now it's like, it's so crazy to to even think that that was two years ago. So yeah, I think that's just all very fascinating stuff. And do you feel like living your life type of mentality has a negative connotation to it? Do you think that living your life can have a opposite effect of positivity? I think that I've seen a lot of examples and it's a very touchy subject because it's something that I know is controversial and something that people are going to be opinionated on because having that awareness is not fun to be mm -hmm. well but i've seen like i said a lot of examples of people that go full in very spontaneously doing these things and i always wonder and i'm always the kind of person that is very considerate and ponders every decision and everything and i understand people aren't like that but for me i just think about how we've become so focused on the present and the U.S. in particular, it ranks really high on the scale of not thinking long-term. But I think that people have done that so much that it can be harmful to where they become in the future. And I know we've talked about feeling productive and like working hard. And I think that present moment mindset can be harmful for us because we're not doing what we need to for ourselves in the long-term. And myself included, I struggle with those habits that I want to ensure that my 50 year old self is healthy and all these things. And mm -hmm. I think it's an easy trap to fall into, but it's just something that I've seen a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with you too. I try to see all sides of it and, and try to take as much perspective as possible when it comes to these types of topics that we talk about, because it, it is so individualistic, right? That. I too kind of question a little bit about the, you know, just you got to live your life. You got to live your life. But there are still things that need to be met. Like we were talking about in the last episode of hierarchy and needs. How can you get to that mentality without being fulfilled in the everyday needs that you know that you want? Right. So this is the, the struggle that I have is I want to live my life and I feel for some parts of my life, I am doing that. I am on my own. I'm living on my own. I'm trying to do my own thing. And I, I think that that part of it is living my life. But I try to, I've kind of fallen into that trap again, too, of just thinking because I'm not traveling to certain places, I'm not doing certain things. Maybe I'm not living my life to the fullest. Maybe I'm not doing everything that I say I want to do. So uh, part of it kind of feels like you're chasing this carrot sometimes. 
and it's right in front of your face and you can't really reach it, but you feel like you're getting close, but there's always going to be something else that drives you more into that mentality. So yeah, I just, it, it's very interesting. And again, it's very individualistic. Maybe I, my experience is not going to be the same as yours, as other people who are listening to, but it is just very fascinating to see those individuals who can quote unquote live your life and they're living their life to the fullest and having a very fulfilled looking life, of course. But I think everybody just kind of deals with it a certain different, a certain way. Cause even those individuals who are living their lives still struggle with other things that we don't see. Yeah. The reason I brought it up is because at my job, um, part of what is required is when you come in, you have to wear a mask and you have to wash or sanitize your hands just because we have products that are not packaged. So like it's to help minimize how much germs are transferred to them and it's for the safety of everyone. So if you're buying a product, you know that other people's germs aren't on them. And Lately, it just has seemed that people take a personal offense to having to do those things. Mm. And there's always a certain kind of people that are doing that. But it's just so common that I've seen that people aren't considering other people as often. And we've like grown so accustomed to thinking about ourselves and not thinking of another person's perspective that we're not willing to take a step back and or take a step off the stage I should say we're not the main character every minute of every day kind of thing and I think that for me lately I've just seen a lot of people that don't want to allow other people that space and it's really hard for me because I'm always someone that I want everyone to be happy and I want us to all live to like the ideal society, right? We're all happy. We all have shelter and food and we all prosper. That's the ideal, right? Right. And I think for me, it's hard to see people, whether it's people that don't want to do those basic things or just in general with people being spontaneous and doing whatever they want to do. I think that it's hard because there's those of us like me that are so aware of the evil in the world, if you will, that it's hard to live that way when you know that so many people aren't able to. Yeah, I agree with you too. It's very perplexing to understand that not everybody's on the same page when it comes to compassion and being considerate of others and all of that. I'm curious for those individuals who have that ego where, you know, I'm going to do what it is I want to do and I don't care where these rules are in place or you're telling me to do something I don't want to do it mentality. What does that self-love journey look like, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're so involved within yourself that you can't have that compassion towards others. Well, that's why I wanted to discuss it because I was like, how, when we're taught to love ourselves and to utilize every moment and take advantage of the day, how do we do that and teach ourselves in a way that allows us to still, I mean, it's really being respectful to other people's experiences and it's harder than I'm talking about it. It's this thing that I'm perplexed that people don't understand. But like, I too will forget And it's very easy to that, like every person I pass by and every car I pass by has their own existence in life and people they know and complexity and problems like that's and it's insane. And on a large scale, like the entire planet going through that is very perplexing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just am wondering how that fits into like our own self-discovery journey and how grow ourselves, but also our our interactions with other people. Because that's a big part of our self-love journey is learning how to love others. At the end of every episode, we talk about that. And so, yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Not to coin the show, but I think it does have to deal with having those conversations with people, you know? 
I think you don't really understand where somebody is coming from, what their views are, how they're brought up, how they navigate this world through a different lens without having talks with people who are, you know, maybe not the same as you. Maybe even like I hear of people having conversations with total strangers that they don't see eye to eye, but for some reason they're able to be compassionate towards each other and not attack one another, which is a, a big thing that happens quite often nowadays is we're not listening. We're only reacting. So I think that having conversations with people, friends, family, especially with those that don't share the same ideals that you have can actually grow yourself into understanding more about what this world has offered offer not what the world has to offer to you. Mm -hmm. I think a big part of that too is understanding that the outcome of everyone's self-discovery journey is different. What I take from journaling or boundaries or whatever it is, the execution and the outcome are going to be very different than how you do it for yourself, JR, and anyone listening. And I think that it makes it a lot harder (laughs) when you're trying to understand what other people are thinking and how they go about their days. But I think being aware of that fact that, oh, how I experienced this, how I interpreted this what I'm going to do about it is very different than anybody else because we all live our own lives. And because of that, I can't have my ego say I'm right or like my Mm. way is the best way because I can't apply my Gen Z self to your life, JR, and just say this is everything that's correct and that's how it'll fix things. Right. I think that that is kind of the issue too is, is just having that overarching idea of like, If you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. And not being able to have more of a conversation or dialogue as to what it is that we're trying to discuss. A question I wanted to ask you is, how often are you talking to somebody that is a polar opposite of you? How often Mm -hmm. are you having those kind of conversations with people who you know don't have the same ideals as you, but are able to have that conversation? I really like to, actually. One of my favorite things is to understand people. That's why I went into psychology in the first place, if you could imagine. But I think that sometimes it's hard to talk to people when they all don't share the idea that we both can be right in our own mind and still disagree with the other person. I think that as long as, say we're talking about journaling, for example, and I hate journaling and you love journaling, I'm willing to talk to you about what you love about it because there's a reason you love it. And even if I hate it, I cannot deny that fact. I can't deny that it's working for you. And I think that a lot of the problems that we see today with self-discovery beyond to politics is that people forget there is a reason other people think that way. And there's a reason people do those things. And I always go back to it for a reason. But me being like, oh, I hate the 5 a.m. wake up yeah, yeah. <laughs> success. And I've never tried it because I just think success shouldn't be defined by one thing. I still go back to thinking like, okay, well, it works for some people and I have to respect that fact. That is so interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I feel like, so this whole self-love journey, self-love exploration didn't start until I joined LYF. And before then, I had no outlook as to what self-love looked like. The things that we talk about within the foundation, I'm not well-versed in. To give a little bit of an example is when people talk about astrology, 
and they try to to link it to the things that happen in their lives or things that are going to happen and all that. I'm totally oblivious when it comes to that stuff. I need people to tell me like, oh, you're a Pisces? Like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, what's another one? Um, there's another phrase. Like Mercury retrograde? There you go. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> like, like that. Like when people say that uh, it's a retrograde or, oh, it's a full moon out. I'm like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> That's my ignorance because I don't I don't go out to to educate myself on that stuff. But I'm always willing to hear what people say about that. It stuff. doesn't and, hurt. It doesn't yeah, hurt. It doesn't hurt. And whether or not I take that information and and apply it into my life is up to me. But I'm always fascinated, always interested in keeping an open mind when talking to individuals who are very passionate about that stuff. So I think it's. It's that idea too, where you're not so into your own ego that you just say like, oh, th this all doesn't make any sense. What are they talking about? Well, it makes sense to them. It makes sense to them. And it, it, it adds to their life that it's okay to ask the questions. It's okay to listen to what other people believe in because you never know. It might change your mind too. You might want to lean into that even more. So I think it's having, again, those conversations with people that you may not share the same ideas with really gets us to understand one another more and gives us that opportunity to be more compassionate to others. I'm really glad you pointed out astrology as an example, because I think that's the one most people can connect to, because there are people that are just like, no, that's BS. I'm not, I've never looked into it, but I know that that's not real and I don't want to hear anything. Right. And it's like, you don't have to check your horoscope every day and watch the planets align and study it to like, just like you do watch a magic show. You know what I mean? You don't have to be invested. You don't have to believe it, but you can just lean in just out of curiosity. Yes. And if it's true, it's true. And if it's not, it's still interesting to hear the speculation of it. And I think that that's something that is a good lesson to remember and something that I try to remind myself each day of just challenging yourself to lean into other people's perspectives and how you can understand them better and that perspective better by asking those questions. Right. And I'm glad that you said the word curiosity, because I think that's where it all kind of stems from, too, is just you being willing enough to be curious as to what it is you don't understand or that you don't know or you haven't done enough research on that drives that idea of wanting to listen to others and wanting to understand where other people are coming from. It just all stems from curiosity. A lot of that, too, goes into your certain passions or things you want to do for yourself or for others is what would it look like if I did this or I have a question about something. Let me ask a certain person that might know more about this so yeah curiosity really drives a lot of those conversations yeah i'm glad that you pointed out to me like curiosity is something that acknowledges that you're not perfect and that you have to continue to grow and if you're curious about things you acknowledge that you have something to learn and i think that that humility and the humbleness of that is something that allows you to grow that much more and I think that's something that in the beginning of my self-discovery journey was the hardest for me because I did not realize at the time how much there is to learn about self-love and mm -hmm. self-care and all the things. And because there's a lot. And once I let go of my, oh, I'm fine, I don't need to lean into these sort of things or try these sort of things. Once I let go of that, I was able to grow so much faster and open my mind so much more. And I think that that was one of the things that really helped my journey take off. Yeah, I think that's great too. I think that, like you said about humility and just you realizing that you don't know a lot 
<laughs> there's so much in this world that we don't understand that we have not been exposed to that trying to understand it or trying to be open-minded about it will grow you as a person along with you being more accepting of other people that are around you and I'm in the same boat with you. If it wasn't for this podcast, I probably would still be in the dark about a lot of these self-love topics that we talk about because I was not going out there to do that research to figure things out. I thought that I just go to therapy for myself and try to figure things out and then that's it. See you later. But I think that especially going through this show and I hope that everybody who's listening as well has found something new about themselves or something that they take with them to help others that are that you're around so yeah it's just it's all learning and it will continue to be that way and that's what's fun for me i like the whole process of how can i learn about myself and how will myself change over time like the idea that at the end of the year you should be a different person and you should continue to look back and be like, wow, she had no idea where you, she would be. Mm -hmm, right. <laughs> and I think that that's a cool thing and something that we've talked about in past episodes before about how leaning into curiosity can be so beneficial in so many ways. If you want to hear more about that deep dive, feel free to go back to that episode. But I think that it was definitely good for us to talk about how these things kind of work together because honestly, we could go on forever. Oh yeah, <laughs> about, oh, for sure. About how it, it works and how it doesn't work. But I guess my prompt of the week would be to just reflect on how curious you allow yourself to be and whether you think that that's holding you back or if it's helping you move forward because that's a big thing too. And that's definitely something I'll be thinking about this week when I think about how I want to learn and be curious about the things around me. Yes, 100%. That's a great prompt. And I am curious to see what others who are listening, what they come up with for that. And as always, the way that we like to kind of end our episodes is getting into a quote. So Ayla, if you have your quote, Let's get into it. I do. The quote today is by Joyce Meyer, and it is, you cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. And that was something I really connected to because I was thinking about how it's hard for me to really enjoy the life around me when I am in a negative mindset. Even if nothing bad is happening, it, it's, it's very straightforward. You can't have a positive life and you can't continue to be happy when in your mind you're thinking negatively and you are not really considering the world around you. And so that's, that's the one I wanted to choose for today. I like that one because, again, we always kind of talk about that mindset, what your mindset is like how you are thinking, how you're viewing not only yourself, but people around you. If it's going to be negative, it's going to be not very fun. So I think changing that mindset and understanding that positivity is kind of what drives the best in yourself. And, and that kind of exudes within everybody else who you're around. So I, I really do enjoy that quote. Yeah, I'm glad you do. What quote did you choose for today? My quote for today is, Scarcity of self-value cannot be remedied by money, recognition, affection, attention, or influence by Gary Zukav. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this kind of goes into that ego mentality a little bit, what we've been talking about today, and knowing that understanding what your self-value is cannot be enhanced by these kind of external factors, I guess you could say. Your self-value needs to be seen within yourself, and I think that not only within the deep dive into who you are, but also 
again, having these conversations with other people to, to round your mind out, to be open, more open-minded allows you to increase your self-value that money or attention cannot do for you. So that's why I picked that one. Yeah, I, I really interpret it as you can't allow your value to be defined by other things. You were talking mm-hmm. about this in the past, and I fall victim to that all the time, where I think that all these things demonstrate who I am as a person, when really, I need to find that own value from myself. And that's something that I'm glad that you brought up. It's really nice. And something that I want to end the episode with is, as we have in the past, how can we use what we discussed today to love ourselves in the future? What do you think, Jara? Yeah, I think understanding more of what people have to offer, trying to understand more of the ideology that is not yours and really keeping an open mind as to what others have to offer, what their experiences are to then enhance yourself and your self-love journey. Because I think understanding others and being compassionate towards others really does benefit who you are as a human being. Definitely. In short, really, you can grow the most by learning from other people, whether you're learning what not to do or learning what to do. I think part of the self-love journey is just allowing yourself to be open-minded to all the possibilities that are out there for you. 100%. With that, well, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.